Cheers Cast is part of the Fire and Water Network. You know, Sam, when uh, Diane left for Europe, thank you, God, you promised that you were going to hire an actual waitress, not one of these girls that you love and leave. You get bad for business, they never last for more than a week, and I end up doing all the work. Well, that's why I'm allowing you to give your approval before I hire them, but you don't have to be so damn picky. All I want is someone who doesn't make us both think of the word boob at the same time. Hello and welcome back to Cheers Cast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm Ryan Daly, and joining me again, the host of the, well, this is kind of misleadingly titled Monthly Monday Movie Muckabout, which is now very much weekly. He is also the co-host of Jeff and Rick Presents Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, and I think his turn-ons include uh, banana daiquiris, blue jeans, and a roaring fire. It's not Jeff. How's it going, buddy? It's going very, very well. Uh, you know, and unlike me, you you have turn-ons that include uh, roasted hair and scotch, and um, I, I believe it, it's uh, long walks in the woods, if I, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I am doing very well. I am glad to be back on the show. I'm glad to uh, be recording with you again. It's always a pleasure and an honor. Well, thank you very much for coming back because we are we are nearing the end of season three. This episode, Rick and I are going to be talking about season three, episode twenty three. Yeah, this uh, this season went well beyond twenty two episodes, and the next couple of seasons are going to go uh, longer than that. Uh, but we're talking about the episode, the bartender's tale. And before we get into it, Rick, do you have a thematically topical beverage for this evening? Well, I kind of do. I pulled out of my collection a beer that I enjoy a lot. It's from New Holland Brewing Company. It's called Dragon's Milk, and it's bourbon barrel aged stout. And I'm believe, and I'm making this thematically appropriate by saying that. Our guest star is not unlike a dragon because she comes in <laughs> roaring and she is handling the situations as they come up and she is a force to be reckoned with. Indeed. And apparently there's something else we could also tie in with milk, but we'll move on from that for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Bartender's Tale is written by Sam Simon, directed by James Burroughs. The original air date was Thursday, April 18th, 1985. Now that Diane has gone to Europe with Fraser, Sam needs to find a new waitress to replace her. Sadly for him, Carla has veto power over the buxom and brainless women that Sam would love to take on. Naturally, Sam is uninspired by Lillian Huxley, a middle-aged British career waitress who is everything a bar could ever need or want, except in the area of lingerie model looks. Carla, however, convinces him to hire her on a trial basis. One week later, Lillian is a hit with everybody at Cheers, especially Carla, because there's no chance of any romantic entanglements with Sam that would inevitably lead to heartbreak and her quitting. But then, Lillian's gorgeous daughter, Carolyn, who is, in fact, a lingerie model, stops by and flirts with Sam. 
Sam is crazy about taking her out, but Carla threatens to quit unless Sam can get Lillian's blessing first. When Sam takes Lillian into the office to broach the subject, she mistakenly thinks he's confessing his desire for her, which she reciprocates. Carla helps Sam craft an excuse to let Lillian down in a way that doesn't hurt her feelings. In the ensuing conversation, Sam discovers that several of Lillian's past lovers died in bed with her. For the first time, he actually considers the pros and cons of a dalliance with her, but quickly forgoes that to take Carolyn out, until the sexy daughter confirms that Lillian's sexual prowess is what killed her father, and she has hated the thought of sex ever since. Shocked and deflated, Sam takes Carolyn to the beach, knowing there is no chance of anything more intimate happening between them. All right, Rick, what did you think of this episode? I love this episode. (laughs) I think this is charming. I think it is fun. It's just a good, good episode that has a great guest star in it. If nothing else, this is nothing more than one big, long joke with a punchline at the end, but... (laughs) They they pull it off really, really well, and I think it's a lot of fun, and I think it's it shows a lot of good acting on the side of Sam. I think it shows a lot of good one-liners, a lot of good constant jokes, constant comedy. I was finding myself smiling at most of this most of this uh, episode, so I just enjoyed it. I, I, I agree. I like this one a lot. I think it is, as you said, there's a very charming and fun nature to the premise, um, which is unusual, and I, I don't think it is necessarily the most quotable and funny episode. No, but it's still just like you said, like the the guest star Lillian in particular, but her daughter Carolyn also. Uh, they mm-hmm. both come in. They both have to do kind of a heavy load because we're now at this point where cast wise, the the show is a little bit uh, is a little bit short handed. Yeah. We now we by this time we have lost coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Nikki Calisanto has died, and that, that character hasn't been replaced yet. They have also had to write Diane out of the show, um, in part to hide Shelley Long's pregnancy, which I keep mentioning. So we get one scene with her and Frasier uh, when they're you know you know touring in Italy and everything. And I kind of noted like we we see them walking into the hotel, and she's holding her her bags mm-hmm. or her shirt or jacket or something right above her baby bump to kind of conceal it. And, and, and then instantly she sits, walks. Down, she sits down, and she's completely covered from that point on. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like she walks and just holding that and then sits down immediately and she's seated for the rest of the scene so you don't see it. Um, I did, yeah, and it, it seems like the whole thing kind of turns on Frasier just being kind of confused by the uh, the uh, conversion of, of currency and everything and he overtips uh, the bellboy. Um, and, I, and I would actually say, and I would argue that that was probably the weakest part of the entire episode. It was just one yeah. little scene in there. It didn't need to be there. It was kind of funny, but you're right. Kind of looking at what they've done to themselves, they've written themselves in a weird corner because now they not only have put Diane off the table, but they've also moved Frasier off as well. So you got two members of the bar cast that are not there. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you you take that scene out, you lose nothing from the episode. It's not great. I I think it's just, I mean, it was contractual. They needed Shelley Long to be in the show. Right. Um, so, so they they did that, and it wasn't bad. I I thought the best part was when she's like, "Oh, look, we got a letter from Cheers," and she opens yes. up the other. She's like, "No, it's just a copy of a woman named Lillian Huxley's resume." And Carla has this note: "Ha ha, you're gone forever." Or something. <laughs> I mean, it's like, why else would Carla write? To- oh, that's why Carla would write. Yes. Right. right. 
back to the bar where we get the the bulk of it. Um, and this is another episode where the teaser is actually incorporated into part of the yes. episode where you could it might have been where they just chopped off the first ninety seconds of the show to make mm-hmm. their teaser. Um, and we find, um, you know, the, the, where this is where Sam is interviewing, you know, new new uh, potential waitresses to replace uh, Diane. And Cliff makes a joke to Carla. It's like it's probably hard to find somebody who's wor- who will work for what like the pittance that you work for. And she says something like she makes north of five hundred dollars a month after uh-huh. tips. Five hundred a week. Five hundred a week after. Sorry, yeah, a week after mm-hmm. tips. Um, which I think like I, I had to, I actually looked that up. It was like on IMDb trivia, like adjusted for infl- inflation. That's like sixty, like more than sixty thousand dollars a year. Which not bad. For for a waitress, yeah, for like yeah. a waitress at a bar, that's pretty good. Now she's got six dependents. <laughs> she's got six six kids, um, so that that money isn't going to spend. But I mean, right. considering the job, sure, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And and we've seen from prior episodes that she's a competent waitress. She's a good waitress, <laughs> well, but she threatens the customers to get the tips and they gladly pay it because they like their lives. Right. Right. I'm actually, I'm going to come back to, to, yeah. When we talk about Lily, I'm going to come back to Carla and how good a waiter she is. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. And Norm actually confirms that, uh, what, what, uh, her salary is because he did her taxes and, and Cliff is upset that, uh, a, a federal employee charged with whatever he describes it as the most, you know, sacred duty of of the nation, you know, makes less than you know someone of her or her stature. But yeah, who who serves who serves idiots at the bar? I, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he basically insults himself mm-hmm. in, yeah. in pointing out that she should make that much. And and I love Norm's response back. He's like, well, yeah, I I can understand it. I mean, she serves a better purpose. Well, I, how can you say that? Well, I can go up to three days without mail. <laughs> yeah. Great button line. Great button line to end that scene. Uh, so, yeah, when we come back, uh, Sam introduces the first of his uh, waitressing candidates, which is Sydney, who is mm-hmm. played by Rhonda Shear, who appeared in such shows as Dallas, The Dukes of Hazard, The A-Team, Chips. A whole lot of movies that you've never heard of, um, but she was also in Spaceballs, which is the one thing that I noticed. Um, in another bit part. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, same as like, you know, she fly, she she passed my uh, my interview with Flying Colors. What do you think, Carla? And Carla just asked the simple question, have you ever served the public? And she goes, you mean dressed? And you mean with my clothes on? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I love Carla's response on this after she kick, kicks her out. We, I, we need to hire someone that that doesn't make us both think of the word boob at the same time. <laughs> yes, yeah, I had that. That was almost that was almost my own run for that one. I really like that line. Someone who doesn't make us think of the word boob at the same time. Um, so then we get uh, Brenda is the next applicant. Who this is the one with the turn-ons of uh, banana daiquiris by the fireside and men in tight jeans. Um, she, Brenda is played by um, probably going to mispronounce this Brynja McGrady um, who is yeah. in Fantasy Island Airwolf uh, first and ten stuff like that if um, you can't if you can't get it folks these are the pretty girls that they put on the set of this show and other shows they're eye candy right and and yeah and Carla I mean like before before anything Carla tells her to get lost um, and but the, the thing is, you know, Sam has made dates with both of these women, even as he, uh, you know, has to send them away. Well, um, that that's just because he doesn't want them to go home brokenhearted. Exactly, exactly. You know, he doesn't want them to feel bad, feel rejected. So I mean, you know, he's gonna. You, you, 
we just saw the episode where Norm had to fire people, and he did it with compassion <laughs> and care and love. Sam took him a lesson from that, and he is doing the same thing. He's cushioning these poor ladies' fall. That is absolutely on his mind. That is absolutely what his goal is. The cushioning their fall. That's what's on his mind, cushioning yeah. their fall. <laughs> And that's why he, he recommends she come over for daiquiris and, and he'll wear some tight jeans. And she asks him, do you have a fireplace? And he goes, no, but I've got a sofa that's flammable. So. <laughs> Again, these aren't massively quoted lines, but they are good punchlines. They and they're are, delivered very, very well. Yeah. And one that's very kind of like subtle is I love it. Like after he says goodbye to her, you know, Norm is like, the search continues, huh? Sammy and Sam goes, yeah, it's tough being me. <laughs> tough being him. Yeah. It's tough being him uh, finding a, uh, finding this one, the waitress, but um, and then we get to the real the real star of this episode, which is oh, yeah. Lillian, uh, mm-hmm. played by the actress Lila Kay. Um, like if you look her up, she, I mean she has done tons and tons of British TV shows and miniseries. Uh, you looked her up. I mean, if you see, like, I mean, you'll attest to this because we just looked her up on IMDb. If you see her in her prime, she was a knockout. Um, yes. uh, you know, eagle-eyed viewers might have recognized her. She also played a barmaid in the beginning of An American Werewolf in London. Uh, but she also appeared in the Sherlock Holmes movie, The Sign of Four, uh, with uh, Jeremy Brett playing Sherlock. Um, and she comes in, and you actually, like, if you've seen it before, you can see her. She's sitting near the bar, and she's watching Sam, and she's yes. going along with this, and she knows his thing, because as soon as, like, he sees her, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, she's not his type, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's, no. like, rushing her to the door, trying to get her out of there. He's like, the job is already taken. Carla, he, stop. <laughs> right. He th- uh, in, in the process of doing this, he throws her resume on the counter and is like, oh, yep, sorry, been taken. We'll go, gotta go, right. gotta go. Hold it, buddy. You know, Carly you, she, the bar. she says, freeze, slime ball. Yes, yeah, freeze, Carly slime ball. And, and she starts going through and looking at her things. She's this is a career bar woman. She's done this for years. And the That's, more she starts talking, Lillian jumps in. She's like, yes, my turn ons include a hunting rifle, Thackeray, and a Welsh rabbit. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Like, yeah, and Carla, like, instantly sees. She's like, this is perfect. And and then Lillian goes on this, uh, this sort of, like, monologue, how she describes how when she was just 18, she discovered this dream was to serve drinks when she filled in for a mate. And, like, it, just, this has always it, been, yeah. It, as she's doing this, I'll let you go ahead and, t- and say what she's saying, but while she's giving this speech, she has grabbed a towel, gone over to table, started wiping it down while people are still there. She has the bar in – she has everybody looking at her, just yeah. engrossed with her talking, and she's got this beautiful accent as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but yeah, she's already like – she is acting like she has this job, like whether – like she's just mm. – like as soon as she walked in, she's like, this is what the bar needs. And she starts – yeah, she's got that dish rag and she starts cleaning up the tables and she's describing how, you know, she is often led like a raucous crowd in body songs or she's mm-hmm. offered her shoulder to cry on and she said, she said she wants her tombstone or she says she would – she wouldn't be ever – so happy if her, her tombstone said that Lillian Huxley never let a thirsty man, uh, never left a, th- a man thirsty, and she never always, kept a thirsty, never, never kept a thirsty man waiting. Yeah, waiting, and she always brought him something more than a pint or something like that. Yes, and at this point, the whole bar just erupts in applause, yeah. like as if this was a performance. They're like, "Whoa, it, we're like, we it's love this." Stand- one. 
It's a standing ovation. They've just heard Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. Um, probably for a lot of these guys, probably the closest thing to it, just because of the accent. <laughs> uh, cut to cut to Sam looking at Carla, and he's just kind of like, oh, I'm still not sure I like her attitude. I don't like her attitude. <laughs> so uh, after the Europe trip, mm-hmm. which we've already talked about, they they come back, and yeah. we uh, we get the scene where we come back, and it's in the middle of one of these infamous and famous cheers singing songs yeah yeah this bar loves to sing yeah they do and they're they're singing the white cliffs of dover like they they brings the house down everybody is just gathered around they're all into it and she's like wiping the sweat off her brow after it you know that's how emotional she gets into the song and then after there's like an argument about which song they're gonna sing next and she's like you know we have to take a break and sam kind of sends them back but the thing that I kind of, I kind of want to come back to later on is that you know Sam, well, well, uh, you know, no, I, I'll, I'll hold off because it'll it'll make more sense after we talk about the introduction of uh, her daughter. Yes. Because um, then you know Car- Carla basically puts out what is going to be the the source of the major conflict here is that yeah. you know this is a great waitress this is probably you know the best waitress we've ever had and I, everything that we were seeing about Carla you know Carla is loyal perhaps to a fault. But Carla, who we've also seen, can be a liability. I mean, Carla has, has nearly gotten fired, nearly cost Sam the bar because she's abrasive. She can get violent at times. I mean, mm-hmm. Sam has to really, really trust and love Carla to give her as many breaks as she can. Because yeah, but, you wouldn't think it, she would be good for business. But at the same time, though, she is the assistant manager of the bar. Mm-hmm. I mean... You could have said at one point in time that Coach was, but, you know, Coach made his own mistakes. Right. right. You know, at, at least Car- you know, Carla may have some HR problems herself, but, you know, so does Sam. Right. But you really have somebody who – she's smart. She's knowledgeable. She understands how things work. So Sam trusts her. Sam trusts her deeply. And also he knows that he, he couldn't do the bar without her. Right. He could lose somebody like Diane, but he can't lose Carla. Right. But then, when we get somebody like Lillian, who is clearly, if not the best bar, the best like barmaid, waitress, bartender who mm-hmm. he's ever like seen, if not in the entire world, <laughs> the world yeah. according to Cheers, you know, she might be the greatest. But and and Carla kind of mentions that you know they, there's no chance of you dating her or any kind of romantic problems that's gonna that's gonna lead to heartbreak and our quitting and everything. But once Carolyn comes in. And we find out that it's uh, it's uh, Lillian's daughter, and Sam is so taken like he is like he is willing to risk it all. He's willing to risk losing her be, to to go to bed with this gorgeous woman. And it, what's stopping him is the thought of leave, of losing Carla, yeah, not the thought of losing Lillian. And that kind of makes me. I was like, this well, is, he yeah. he doesn't know Lillian yet. I mean. He likes I mean, her. I, well, I mean, she's he been there for a he, week. I think at this right. point, so. he thinks she's a good. He thinks that she is a good waitress. But Sam likes his friends, and we've seen this before on Cheers that he will often make mistakes, and he will often give his friends, even people he hasn't seen in a while, even people who has treated him bad. As long as they were a friend one time, he will still give them the shirt off his back. He is very, very loyal to his friends, and Carla's his friend. As well as somebody who's close to him. But, That's my opinion. Yeah, I, it just felt like I, I felt like he would have had. 
I, I wanted him to have a little bit more respect and a little bit more loyalty to Lillian. And the reason he didn't is because she's a one-time guest star and they needed yeah. to play a certain way in the show. Yeah. Um, and that, that was just the one time where, where I felt like I was like, I, I want to believe that the real Sam wouldn't have act wouldn't have treated her so badly and disrespectfully in this one, or at least would have had had more consideration for her feelings as much as Carla's in this. But we situation. also don't we also don't know how long she's really going to stick around because Diane is going to come back and Diane is and she's just filling in for Diane. Right. I mean, if Carla had her way, she would say no. Lillian's staying, and Diane's going to go, but probably part of the hiring and part of the job application was short term waitress. I don't know if I don't know if Sam believes that though. I don't know if he believes know. that Diane's coming back. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We'll we're, we're we're getting very philosophical about you. <laughs> yeah. What are we thinking? Um so yeah, Carolyn comes in. She's Oh no no we, we before Carolyn comes in, uh there's a great scene with Cliff. Uh, which, oh, oh yes, yeah, I forgot about this one. Yeah, Cliff comes into the bar, and he comes in the bar, bent over and hurt, and it's it's great. Um, he says that completely uh, you know, thrown his back like, out. Yeah, yeah, he's thrown his back out. What's the matter, Cliff? What's wrong? It was it Sears catalog day again? He goes, yes, but it's also one of the you know uh, the the times when all the planets align, and the Sears catalog and the Spiegel catalog came out at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, he has thrown his back out. Yeah, it's he, yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote down because of because it's it's Cliff. So you need the, the actual jargon. It's yeah. a phenomenon that happens once every twenty seven years when both marketing strategies are in the same equinox. <laughs> <laughs> which which I mean that's pretty lucid for Cliff. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I just love the fact that like, yeah, he discovered like this is a, a thing where delivering the two catalogs has caused him to wrench his back. And Lillian comes up to him and she says, come here, you great silly sausage. That's what she describes him. And she does this little like back thing where she like snaps his back to get him like this uh, chiropractic she puts, maneuver. She puts her head in the middle of his back and yeah. pulls his arms like two back to his, her shoulders. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, like crack. And then and of course he's like, you know, like he's like, hey, I feel like dancing. And he's like, you know, moving his, you know, happy feet and everything like that. And, and Carla offers Lillian money to make him back the way he was. And, and then, so yeah, so when uh, when Lily or when Carolyn comes in, Sam tells Carla that he has just seen the woman in whose arms he hopes to die. It's like <laughs> interesting kind of foreshadowing for the the morbid aspect of their their uh, yeah of Lillian's yeah. I did bitch. think about that. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Um, so after he figures out that she's, you know, a lingerie model and everything like that, she starts showing off her portfolio. And this is Camilla Moore. Yeah, yes, yes, Camilla Moore, um, who, uh, episodes of the A-Team, Matlock, Baywatch, uh, she was on Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Final chapter. Um, she was on Days of Our Lives for a while, and then General Hospital for a while. Yeah. Um... When she takes out her portfolio, Cliff has this, like, almost, like, barks, like, I'll give you $1,000 for it or something. And she's very hesitant on showing her portfolio because she just wanted to show her mom and, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't want to, you know, bore everybody. And they're like, oh, no, come on, it's fine. And and Sam's got a very great physical comedy. He's got this – he's got a top hat that he's got in his arms, an ice bucket, and he's he's putting ice in the ice bucket. And they set up the shot where – she holds up this giant portfolio, and the back of it's facing the audience, facing right. the camera. 
And behind her are all the men in the bar, and they're all looking at this. And she's flipping through the pages, and Sam keeps making these comments like, oh, that's a well-composed shot. He's talking about the film stock. Oh, are those dust back there? Yeah, he's like, I like the lighting on that one. They probably used an (laughs) F-stop. And and then she's like, well, and I love this one. Um, You know, they didn't want to do it nude, but I wanted to do it nude. At which point in time, Sam starts missing the bucket with the ice completely. (laughs) It's a good, it's a great physical bit. Just the ice is going flying, and Norm has to tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, when Sam has to like excuse himself to go to go talk to Carla, he dumps some of the ice down his shirt to cool he takes, off. He takes the entire scoop bowl, opens up a shirt, pours it down, and he does a great move as he's going by. He kind of like really quickly lifts his shirt up and like dumps the ice out so he doesn't have the water stains on his on his shirt. But it's a great piece of physical comedy where he just dumps it down his shirt really quick and walks off. I know, I know. It's great. It's great. Um. So yeah. So and it, they 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 repeat it a bunch of times. But yeah. So Carla Carla is con- convinced that if Sam takes her out, that it's going to be trouble. That you know it's going to end badly. Lillian will take it personally. Lillian will quit. Sam will have lost to the, the the you know best waitress. And then Carla threatens that you know if she does this, then she's going to quit because she can't trust him. And and it just becomes like the this whole cycle where how much is this you know, woman tantalizing Sam and how much can he resist? Um, we, have seen ep- we have seen episode after episode where Sam has hounded women, gone after them, you know, hit them with every single line of the book. And this one, he's not doing anything. She is throwing herself at him. It is so obvious. It is so amazing. It's it, it he, he can't say no fast enough. And, He's trying to, you know, pass it off, pass it off. He's standing at one side of the bar. She comes to that side of the bar. He walks back to the other side of the bar. And she's saying every line in the book to get him to go out with her. Exactly, yeah. She's, like, talking about, like, she's heard that this Cape Cod is such a romantic place, but she's really bad at directions. She doesn't know if and, she could get there herself. And and how wonderful is it for me to do my uh, my uh, nude bathing there? Is a nude beach, <laughs> are there nude beaches here? Because I really need to work on my tan lines. And you can just see the poor guy sweating on the storm. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, he's like leaning against the bar one time, like closing his eyes like he's in pain, like, Carla! <laughs> and and finally when she's like, do you know how I could get there? And he's like, I'll take you. I'll take you. And he just, like, you just see him, he's like in a fugue state. He's gone to this other place. Where he's like, I'll take you. I'll let Carla go. I'll take I'll, you. I'll turn I'll, this into I'll, a self-service, self-service bar. bar. <laughs> He's like, and I'll, I'll take you. And he's just like, he's resigned himself. And, and when Carla, you know, she catches him just as he's about to leave. And he's like, I'm a weak man. <laughs> Please let me have this. He's like, someday they'll find a cure for what I have wrong. He actually, like, he petitions Carla's unborn child, like, or he grabs her belly. He's he like, says, please, I, w- I will not beg. I will not beg. He gets on his hands and knees and begs to her child. <laughs> oh, Sam. Yeah. So, so, yeah, yes. so then Carla's like, okay, if you can get Lillian's blessing for this, then right. I'll do it. So Sam takes Lillian in there and starts off by saying, you know, in the past I've gotten in trouble with by, you know, getting romantically involved in my waitresses, and I don't want that to be the case here. And Lillian cuts him off. And it turns into this whole thing where, you know, she, she doesn't want him to, you know, repress the, the burning emotions that he feels for her, which she has been denying to. And she's like, she has, yeah, she has misunderstood him. We have a classic sitcom setup of you. Somebody said the wrong thing, misunderstanding, 
could be easily solved, but nope, too late now. She thinks that Sam has got the hots for her, which she understands. It happens all the time. Right. Yeah. But, and then, because yeah, she's like, she does, like, any man who's in my presence for for an extended period of time, I do send out these erotic signals. So, But now, of course, Sam is thinking... If I say no, you're, you know, if I reject her and say no, you you misread this whole thing, then she'll be embarrassed. And then if she mm-hmm. finds out he's really into her, then she's just as likely to quit. And we're back to square one. Right. E- so. Even worse. Even worse. And like when he comes out, Carla looks at him and says, oh, you know, did you make things work? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, he goes, so they go behind the bar to craft a plan to kind of get out of this. And I, I actually do like the idea that he's like, what would Diane do in this situation? He yeah. knows he needs, he needs somebody smarter and more, more cunning than himself. Which, which Carla ends up agreeing with because she says, well, Lillian's smarter than us, right? Yeah. So what you have to say is this. Yeah. You basically you know. just give Lillian enough enough information for her to make to, for her to come up with the excuse herself we so, can't we can't see each other because you know right and, and once again we have sam not getting it he's like <laughs> yeah. well yeah that's why i'm asking you what are we saying you know about yeah. and that, i think it's about this point in time that carla reaches over grabs the water um dispenser and <laughs> splashes right. him in, yes. the, in the head yeah. right 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 yeah. <laughs> we ask her to do yeah. So when he when he repeats that, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, Lillian, we can't be together because, well, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I get it. And then you know, she she describes the whole thing, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's like, uh, she's like, it would be terrible. And and then yeah, she's like sitting him down. She's like, you're young and not so schooled in the ways of love, such as I. Such a coupling could be fatal. She's like, and first- that causes him to be interested. Yes, yeah, because she's like, unfortunately, I've already had two husbands die in bed. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, what did they die of? And she has this smirk, and she says, you child. <laughs> and I love like the, the the turn in Sam at this moment, where it's like, all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute. Is this yeah. woman actually saying she's so good in bed that she has killed men before? And and, and the way she says it is really good, because it's it's not boasting she's just laying out the facts all of the men that i make love to faint that's yeah. normal i cause that to happen to them yeah. just a couple of them haven't woken up <laughs> right some of the weaker ones and he's like and he's like were these like you know fit guys and she's like well you know they weren't athletes like you but you know they weren't weaklings either and, mm-hmm. and, and she's like so anyway so we can't and like just but as they're about to leave he's like you know i was just thinking no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he says, he says, I'm curious. Yeah. Did, did, did they die with a smile on their face? <laughs> and her comment is ear to ear. Yeah. And that was the grumpy one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. It's such a, it's such a wonderful, like, reversal of what you're expecting. But like, the fact that, like, he used her, like, there's a moment in the bar when he's thinking, it's like, maybe I should date her. <laughs> maybe we should try this. Like, oh, he a, is. He is two seconds from going at it. He's like, you know, I, you know, yeah, you, you see it in his eyes that he is, he is curious. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I kind of want to try this and see like what he's like, I'm, I'm in good shape. I could probably survive this. What, what, yeah. Um, but no, we, we have, he, he's, he asked her for permission. Can I take your daughter? Oh yeah. You can take my daughter. Take her sightseeing. Yeah. And, and she says, you know, it'll take your mind off of what you really want. <laughs> right, which which he kind of bumps against, and he's like, "No, it won't," because 
you know, you've got a sexy daughter. He's right. thinking in his mind. He's like, that's a very odd thing to say. Mm-hmm. But that's when he asks uh, Carolyn, you know, if you don't mind me asking, I know it's personal, but how did your father pass away? No, but it was a heart attack, but we all knew it was mummy's passion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and Sam's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he kind of puts his arm around her to console her. And yeah, that's when she, she has the button on it. That is why I hate sex. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see the entire episode, this entire last 15 minutes where you've seen just Sam get heated up to this burning, fiery passion. You just see him get splashed with the coldest ice water in the world she's like yeah the very the very thought of it gives me chills and he's just like it's like the total record scratch he's like wait what he's like what have we been doing this whole time he's like wait why are we going to the beach why why am i gonna be looking at you on a nude beach like it's she doesn't like sex but she still can she likes getting men's passion up i guess apparently she's got her mom's passion i mean yeah no it's so good it's so good yeah, it's it's yeah, it is this remarkable episode like the the way it is constructed with these reversals on top of reversals and um yeah, I, I mean Lily is such a phenomenal guest star, but I, I, I Carolyn does a good job too just yeah. delivering the exact right notes when she has to. Um uh, she's got this be- uh, she I I don't think she's uh, she's not British. I looked up the actress, but she's got a very convincing accent. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that tied with just how she looks, she she sells the sex very well. And I mean, Sam at one point, like to Carla, described it. He's like, you know, isn't it ironic that she's like, you know, the the best looking woman I've ever seen, or like the most beautiful mm-hmm. woman I've ever seen? I was like, I mean, of of who we've seen in the show up to this point, I was like, she might be, you know, objectively yeah. speaking, you know. I mean, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, and you know you you've seen it. But a lot of the other women that have come in the bar, they have. I mean, you can look at Carolyn, and you can still see intelligence that's there. She's not a you know ditzy or bubbly. She's a model, yeah, but she doesn't come in and and act really ditzy or anything like that. She actually comes in like she's very intelligent, mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 especially once you see her mom too. Like her mom is witty and fun, and you can see that. Instantly, you can recognize that these two are related. Just the way they both talk, they both kind of play off each other. There's a bit of that intelligence that also helps out with the attractiveness of the person he's looking at. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah, yeah. Fun, fun episode. Yes. Um, uh, for a little bit of trivia, trivia. Uh, it's a little known fact. Uh, as I mentioned, um, this episode is after the death of Nikki Calasanto. Uh, and there's this whole famous thing where he had this portrait of Geronimo in his dressing room. Uh, <laughs> and then after his death, they placed it in the back of the cheer set. Uh, it's up by the piano in that little kind of back, that little alcove area. Apparently, according to IMDb trivia, this is the first episode where the portrait is visible. Because uh, this was the first episode that came out like after, after the, the first one that was, I guess, filmed after his death. So yeah, you can see a, a, a couple of shots like when Sam is talking to Carla when he's coming out of the office. It's clearly visible behind them. So, and I know this is way early, but I was—it's one of the things I always remember from the last episode of the series. Oh as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice little, very nice little touch yeah. there. Yeah. Um, for Norm's tab, he had three beers this episode, which brings him up to <laughs> two hundred and seventy-seven for the series. Hoo-ah! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, employee of the week. Um, 
I I I think Lillian ran away with Lillian. this one. Um, yeah. I would have I would have Sam as a strong runner up, but yes, know, I think was, this was the guest's show. <laughs> yeah, I had it down as soon as she started speaking. I'm like, well, she's. I mean, I wasn't done with the episode. I'm like, she's the employee of the week. <laughs> I don't know how anyone's going to beat this opening speech she's doing. I don't know what else she does in this episode, but she's got to be the she's got to be the employee of the week. I I am right there with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think was the home run or the best gag in the episode? I I wrote down one, and then I, during my rewatch, I I said the last line, but I'm I'm kind of torn between either the last line where you know that's why I hate sex. I thought it was a great button. But I also found myself laughing hysterically in the middle part there where Lillian comes back. For, she's been playing darts with the guys in the back when Carolyn comes in. And so Sam's already hitting off with her and like he's 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 going in for home plate with uh, Carolyn. And Lillian comes out from the back room and she says, Carolyn. And Carolyn says, Mummy. Carla says Sam and Sam says Carla and I don't know it the beat of that was just perfect I don't know why but that just that tickled me silly <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a sucker for a good getting those lines just perfectly and it, it just worked really well for me yeah yeah that was that, that was a nice little touch um I, I like the episode where sorry I really like the line when Sam comes up and he's trying he's pleading his case to Carla and he's saying the woman is hitting on me. If I say no, I could damage some organs. <laughs> He's trying to like please get. He's like, look, I'm not pursuing this woman aggressively. She's throwing all the signals. She's coming after me. He's like, I, I, I can't. And later on, he kind of when he comes out of the office after the first thing with uh, with Lillian when he's talking to Carla, he's like, I, he's like, I don't know what to do here. My body is trained to get women into bed. <laughs> There was there was also another good physical moment when he's having the the conversation with with Lily in his office and she's mopping down her brow with the bar towel and Sam grabs the other side of it and he's mopping down yes. his own face with the yes. other side of it. I thought I was laughing at that one too. There's a lot of great little moments in here, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was, like I said, I was having a hard time with the home run. I think I'm going to go with the the Carla or Caroline's mummies, Sam and Carla. I, I found that just to be – it was cut very well and it was really rapid fire and I thought it just worked really well. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a fun beat. Um, yeah, I, I get like – I mean it's – I mean I mean, we, we did repeat a lot of the quotes. I, but I don't think it's like uproariously like the funniest one but it's just – it's such a fun and really engaging episode with a, this wonderful kind of like structure and the way it pulls you in and sets up these challenges and reverses for Sam. Um, but it, yeah, it, I think it's definitely in like the, the upper half of the season for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fun episode, fun episode. Yeah. Highly recommended. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I highly recommend my listeners check out some of your shows. Uh, Rick, where can they find you if they want to hear more from you? Well, they can find me and my co-host Jeff who knows all of the words to all of the dirtiest bar songs, you can find us over at Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. It's a show where we talk about the most underrated series of the 80s, Power Pack. You can also find me over on the Longbox Crusade, where I've got this great and fun show called Monthly Monday Movie Muckabout, which comes out weekly. But uh, you can find us over in the, you can find me over on the Longbox Crusade Networks doing that show, and that's where I show a film to a guest each week that they have never seen, and we talk about it. And we do that because the world needs yet another movie review show. And coming up sometime in the deep, dark future in April sometime, Ryan will be on the show reviewing a movie. So 
check us out. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. A very fun episode. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend those shows to everybody. Listeners, as always, thank you to all of you who listen to Cheerscast and support the show by liking and sharing on Facebook, favoriting and retweeting on Twitter, and leaving a comment on the website fireandwaterpodcast.com. You can also support the Fire and Water Podcast Network on Patreon. Special thanks to Mike Gillis from Radio vs. the Martians. Rick here from Jeff and Rick Presents Unpacking the Power of the Power Pack, and Ashford from the Right On Network, who sponsor this show. For more information on how you can support your favorite show on the Fire and Water Podcast Network, visit patreon.com slash fwpodcasts. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and until next time, we're closed. Buck up, Sam. I'm sure it's all for the best. After all, you're young and not so schooled in the ways of lovers' eye. Such a coupling could be fatal. Unfortunately, I've already had two husbands die in bed. Oh, I'm sorry. What did they die of? <laughs> you child. <laughs> really? Yes, they fainted, which all my men do. But they never came to. Th- they fainted? You're saying that that's normal? Well... I don't want to gloat, but yes, it has been known. Were these, uh, were these healthy guys to begin with? Well, they weren't athletes such as yourself, but they certainly weren't weaklings. And why do you ask? Well, I was just thinking that maybe... No, no, you're right, you're right, you're absolutely right. Back to work. Yes, we must get back to work, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to beat this thing to death here. But uh, when these guys went, were they were they like smiling? Ear to ear, and that was the grumpy one. I'll be done.